Hello, and welcome to this sponsored Network Collective Short Take. Today, we're going to be talking with Forward Network's CTO and co-founder, Brandon Heller, about how Forward's intent-based verification platform can improve your network operations. Hello, Brandon, and thanks for coming on. Uh, to get started, why don't we uh, give everyone a little bit of your background? Where are you from? Yeah, so I was part of the team at Stanford that helped bring OpenFlow and SDN to the world. And now at Forward, I lead the engineering team and occasionally get to code. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, so let's get right to it. Uh, so when we talk about verification, what does that mean? Um, it, how, does that, how does it differ from what you know, uh, administrators, engineers, operators are doing today with analysis and testing, those types of things? Yeah, so I think it's easiest to explain by saying what it's not. So verification is not traditional testing. It's not sending pings or trace routes from the edge of the network to try to infer what's happening. It's not monitoring. So it's not looking at logs and it's not looking at graphs or any counters to try to, again, infer what's happening in the network. It's something new. It's something very different. And it only became possible recently. It's really reasoning about the behavior of the whole network. And with network verification, you can be sure that you can – that that the network is able to operate in a way that meets your design intent. And if it's not, you can see exactly why not. Now you said something there that's, that's interesting. You said it wasn't possible until recently. Why is that? Yeah. So if, if you want to implement network verification, it's got to work at the scale of the world's largest networks. In fact, that's where the, the benefit is greatest. If you can get visibility and an ability to test completely a network that has 10,000 nodes, that's the place where you're going to see the most value, where the cost of an outage is the highest, where the complexity of simply finding out how traffic goes from A to B is the highest. And so I like to say that there are really three hard problems that you have to solve before you can make a, a viable network verification product. The first thing is you've got to understand the diversity of the world's networking equipment. And I've, I've heard the phrase museum of network history used more than once by our customers <laughs> describing what they've got. That's a great so, term. Yeah. We just have to know what's out there and collect that data, which is work enough, but we've got to precisely understand the behavior of every single device, as well as how all those devices interact with each other to build a packet perfect, accurate behavioral model of where traffic is going. Because once we can see where traffic is going, we can start to ask questions and ask really verification questions of whether the network is behaving as intended. So that's kind of part one. You got to understand the behavior of the world's networks. The second part is you've got to get that analysis to scale. So this is the kind of thing that requires every trick we can throw at it. And we started out with off-the-shelf frameworks for processing and analyzing data, found that they just weren't a fit for tens of thousands of network devices and looking at individual firewall configs that had hundreds of thousands of config lines and individual devices like internet-facing routers that would have millions of rules. And so we had to figure out ways to compress that data, to strip out the stuff we didn't need, to scale out that processing. And to do that, we've had to do techniques that range from just optimizing the code, some of the low-level stuff, to completely new data structures, to really rethinking the order in which we compute everything. So we made that work after years of, of toil to figure out how to handle tens of thousands of devices in a single view, asking questions and getting effectively real-time answers. And then the third problem you've got to solve once you've solved those two giant problems is how do you make access to this complex information really simple? How do you make it easy to use? And in fact, if there's one takeaway, I want you to, to look more into network verification because it is the kind of thing that you can deploy today and you can simply use without a manual. So an example would be asking kind of like Google, how does traffic go to A from B, A to B when you're trying to verify your, 
your assumption of how traffic is flowing through a network. You're trying to see where traffic is dropped or you're just trying to understand why are there specific rules and what are they that are causing traffic to get from A to B. So these are the kinds of uh, you know, things that we can do now because we have a really usable interface, whether it's for searching the network or whether it's for defining the checks that you wanna perform that indicate that your network is operating correctly. Like from A to B, we should have at least four paths through our, all of our individual uh, spines in a leaf spine topology, or whether it's for security reasons, these two subnets should have absolutely no reachability whatsoever, or whether it's something as simple as, you know, I wanna see configuration consistency and I wanna see no examples of VLAN or MTU mismatches, things that might cause, you know, landmines that could manifest later and, and either break an application or break my network. I mean, so a lot of this, I mean, we, we've had some tools that do some of these things, right? So we've, we've had, you know, things for traffic analysis, NetFlow. I mean, these are, these are but these seem rudimentary compared to what you're talking about. Yeah, so let me, let me give an example for that. Uh, you can collect all the traffic you want with NetFlow, but will it tell you, will it prove, will it give you that full confidence and that mathematical rigorous analysis of whether two subnets can reach each other? Can it prove that they can? So the example of proving a negative is, is a game changer and it's, the kind of thing that traditional approaches aren't gonna do because they have to, they're all based on seeing packets and you can't reason about behavior if you're not seeing the packets that are exercising that behavior right now. That's the true value of a model that understands every place a packet can go. You said something about proving a negative. What do you mean by that? I mean, uh, if you're asking a question like, can subnet A talk to subnet B? You have to know every possible path through the network when you collected that data to answer the question of whether there is some path. You can't just start you know, logging into one of those subnets and trying to ping because it's hard to enumerate every possible packet. In fact, if you tried to enumerate every possible packet, you wouldn't have all the time in the world that you'd need. It'd also be really hard to build that system. Because we're grabbing the configuration of the state and we're pulling that into one place to build an accurate model, we can ask these questions of the network. So one of the things that I thought was interesting is that, uh, Brandon, you were talking about state um, and a lot of our tools either give us state information like NetFlow where, where we're seeing packets to the network, or we can look at MAC addresses and ARP tables and things like that, or we can look at configuration. There are tools out there that do configuration comparison, but there's very little out there in the marketplace that looks at both. Can you talk a little bit about how you combine both of those things um, into the model and use, them, use all that data? Sure. So this is a great question getting at the core of what a model is. So we pull in all of the configuration and all of the state from devices. So the config is typically, you know, the running config, it's one file. The state includes the ARP tables, the MAC tables, the IPv4 tables, the state of spanning tree, which, which links are, you know, blocking, uh, all of the, the VLAN state that may be dynamic, absolutely all of the state that defines, the state in the config that defines the behavior of the device, we've got to pull in so that given any packet coming into that device, we know what's going to happen at that time. So we can predict behavior. And if and we can do that on every device in the network, we can start to build this, this complete network view. Right. And, and that's basically, think about state as everything that goes away when you reboot the box, right? So you're, you're not going to get neighbor information. You're not going to get any of that um, from, from your peer, or from, from your config on the device. Um, and one of the things I think we're struggling with as an industry right now is that um, network engineers are used to, if we're, if we're talking about a forest and trees analogy, we're used to looking at the tree to try and understand what the entire forest looks like. And networks have gotten so complex that, that we can't do that anymore. We, we have to look at it as an entire system and not as an individual discrete box. 
Yeah, absolutely. We're all about trying to make the behavior of a network accessible and actionable. And verification is one way to do it. And one thing that kind of falls out of that is this ability to search and see where traffic is going. That's really interesting. Um, do you have, I guess, I'm trying to think about use cases. You brought up like ECMP spines uh, and validating that you have all of the flows. I mean, are there any other ones that stand out to you as like, man, like this is just an absolutely, you know, clear cut use case where something, something like this could be used and be valuable? Yeah, so there, there's no shortage of use cases, and, and I'd like to focus on three of the top ones because they're kind of categories of use cases. So one of them is confirming changes. So it's a Saturday night, you're going into a change window. The change may be adding a VLAN, something simple. It may be more complex, like touching a switch, a firewall, and a router at the same time to, let's say, make a device do something new or even just integrate a new device. So you've got intended behavior of your network before, and then you've got intended network uh, behavior of your network after. And so network verification gives you a nice push button way to say, here are the most critical application flows and here are the properties my network should have. Press a button, know that those are holding before you make that change. And then after the change, make sure that those properties are still holding, that you haven't regressed, you haven't introduced any unintended changes. And also that the behavioral changes you expect to see, like this traffic can now flow to enable some new application you're trying to bring on board or traffic can, can flow through this new device that I added is in fact present. So it gives you a really nice way in a change window situation of testing that your changes had the right uh, effect. Another category is diagnosis. So this is routine trouble tickets where that, the front of that trouble ticket is consumed by simply figuring out what that trouble ticket means and where the, where the flows are going, where, where the you know, network endpoints are and where the traffic might be going. So figuring out the devices that are relevant and instead of having to go to every one of those devices and figure out what they're doing and combine together all this knowledge and, and skill that you've got in your brain about what should be happening with this network, we can just tell you what is happening immediately, no matter what that network is, no matter what vendors you've got, no matter what protocols you've got enabled, no matter how that network topology is connected. So this is the, the troubleshooting application and network connectivity kind of uh, diagnosis use case that where the front of every trouble ticket you can drop down and for the hardest to find problems, you can actually find them now because you've got tools on your side helping out. And then the third uh, category is proactively finding issues. So this would be identifying configuration inconsistencies, unwanted configurations, problems like loops that are in the network that are not disrupting applications now, but may disrupt an application when its traffic moves, or a chunk of a subnet that's experiencing the issue, but we don't have any IPs that are, you know, we don't have any traffic to those IPs. Those are examples as well as things like security issues that are again, examples of problems that may be latent in the network, but aren't necessarily manifesting at the moment or being brought to your attention. So the ability of network verification based on a model to understand everything that is happening in your network is the key to proactively finding these issues before the traffic shifts and now experiences that VLAN or MTU mess match or loop or whatever it is that, that breaks your applications or exposes you to security risks. And so as you look at this tool, you see it as something that at least in one use case could be used by, you know, first level knock person. They may not understand the details or exactly how to trace out the every single path available in the network, but they can go in and search source and destination and, and validate whether or not that path um, is available or not. Yeah, so I really like that question because it, it kind of gets to the, the aha moment, right? The, the point where you see a user get the power and realize just what can happen. And we like to say that it, it makes your network admins super network admins, and it makes your junior network engineers as efficient at finding problems and understanding the behavior of the network as the senior people who've been here much longer, who 
you know, the senior people may have knowledge of the network. They may not have knowledge of every single vendor and exactly how they behave. And by putting that knowledge in software and making it easy to, to build on this platform, we're giving every junior network engineer the same skills. Well, a subset of the skills for at least initial diagnosis and for testing that previously some of the senior networks engineers might've had. And so the first time that senior or junior network engineer runs a query, trying to solve a trouble ticket, all they, all they do is say, my traffic is coming from this internet port and it's going to this particular IP. What is going wrong? What are the devices I need to look at? Is it even a network problem? The first time that they spend five seconds asking that query and a sub-second to get a response on a network of thousands of devices that would have otherwise taken a lot of knowledge, a lot of skill, and a lot of time, and see the full path explained with all the details linking all the way back to the individual lines of configuration and state that are responsible for why the network is behaving that way, that's, that's the aha moment when you realize just how much faster things can be. And it's kind of like the, everyone remembers, you know, in the 90s, the first time they used the internet, finding information was a manual process. You started with an idea of where to look, and then you clicked on a bunch of links. And as we moved to search engines, especially ones like Google that presented relevant results immediately, it was just, you never went back to the way things were before, right? As soon as you realized how much better things could be, you switch to it. And the, one of the challenges is the CLI is the familiar interface, right? It, it gives you access to data and it's a trusted, dependable place people go when, you know, the S is hidden the fan. And we've had to exceed the bar of something that is familiar and provides access to everything and make it accessible, not just through a GUI, but everything is accessible that we do via API. So we built our, our platform with a GUI on top but not as an integrated app that's only accessible as a GUI. So the GUI provides a really great way through a web browser to, to get the initial information and, and to see the power of the platform. And the API provides a really nice way to integrate into any kind of automation solution you've got, any custom workflow that you wanna build or any specific data that you really care about grabbing and then doing additional processing with. And we have a lot of customers that are now using our API to do just this, to automate workflows, to, to speed up, for example, checking whether the application, before an application uh, deployment happens, before the application is changed, that the network connectivity is there to support their application. That's really powerful. Uh, <laughs> so, so, you know, we, you've used the word several times model as we've been talking. Um, and a lot of people are using this term now. I think it's kind of becoming in vogue. Uh, is there something different about the way you do things than, than maybe some of your competitors? Yeah, so there are a bunch of ways where we're different. One is that we build a complete and accurate mathematical model of everything in the network that touches packets. That means we need to understand switches, understand routers, firewalls, uh, load balancers, network address translators, virtual switches at the edge. Basically everything that touches a packet in your network is something we have to understand to bring it into the model and give you that complete view. Now that alone doesn't you know, give you a model that's usable. And one of the things we've really worked hard on, and, and I'll stress it again, is the ability to work at scale with really good performance is the kind of thing that doesn't just come out of the box. You can't build on any existing processing framework. You've got to toil away for years and get some of the best people in the world to figure out how to scale tens of thousands of devices into a single view and make answers quick to respond. So you can either use it interactively to get that quick answer that you're looking for, or you can issue a large set of checks that validate that your applications have the connectivity that they need. So those are the, the kind of two reasons that having that speed really helps out. And this is the thing that you've got to see to believe. And I encourage everyone to, to go to forwardnetworks.com slash collective. We've got a landing page there with a demo and, and a link to, to get a demo and to see more details yourself and even get, uh, try this out in your network.
Uh, Brandon, want to thank you and, and Forward Networks for coming on today to talk thank about you. your product. And uh, everyone should go check it out. That's it, forwardnetworks.com slash collective. Thanks again, everyone. And uh, we'll see you next time.